Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Welcome to the Impact Hour. I'm John. Hi, and I'm Rena. Today, we're going to talk about something we call the burrito principle. That sounds pretty enigmatic. <laughs> But it'll be really cool, and we'll get to share with you what that is. We'll do that shortly. And uh, why don't you just start us in and tell us about the burrito principle. The burrito principle is something I learned from an experience I had several years ago. Now, to give a little bit of context, uh, we had recently, John and I had recently gone through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, which I recommend highly. It was very beneficial for us, and we had gotten ourselves on a budget. We had a name for every dollar on paper on purpose before the month started, and so it was getting late in the evening, and I did not have a plan for dinner. Now, in my household, I am responsible for dinners. John is tremendously flexible. He doesn't care if the plan is cold cereal. As long as I have a plan, it's good. And I did not have a plan for dinner on this particular night because I, I, I didn't want to fix dinner. In fact, I, I wanted to go out to eat. And the problem was that I knew it was not in our budget. So I kind of was really dragging my feet a lot and waiting to ask, you know, uh, if we could just please go out to eat. And so I, I finally bit the bullet and approached John and, and asked if uh, we could take the family out to eat dinner that night. And I was genuinely surprised by his response. The response was usually, well, where's the money going to come from? Indicating it wasn't in this budget category. Uh, where are we going to pull the money from, from a different category to be able to have money to do that? And that was not his response. Instead, his response is, why do you want to go out to eat? And not only was I was surprised, I was really kind of mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you? No, I didn't say that out loud because that's not how we roll. But inside, I was asking, why is he asking me that? What kind of stupid question is that? You know, no judgment there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I actually um, went inside and considered for myself, why did I want to go out to eat? And I thought about it and thought about it. And I realized I wanted to go out to eat because I wanted something really, really yummy. Something I'd never fix at home. And I thought about it. I said, you know, like a, like a burrito from Chipotle with the full fat sour cream and everything piled on. It's as big as a newborn baby. <laughs> and John was like, okay, cool. Well, how about if we go get you a burrito? And the boys and I, he said, we'll eat leftovers for dinner. And it was a great solution because I got really exactly what I wanted. And he got what he wanted too, which is that it didn't blow the budget. And it was in that experience that I learned the burrito principle. The burrito principle states that we tend to jump to solutions. And we mistakenly believe that we want that solution when the fact is we don't really want that solution. There's something else that we were wanting or needing that caused us to jump to that solution. So in John asking why I wanted to go out to dinner, I really began to question and examine what I really wanted. And the burrito principle is a really great tool for getting clear on what you really want so that you can have a really great solution. 
I found that people, like I say, tend to jump to solutions. And the fact is when we get clear on what it is that we really want, not that specific solution, but what about that solution that we want, there's at least half a dozen other solutions, at least one of which is likely to be better than the original solution that we came up with. So it's a great problem-solving tool so that we're not jumping to solutions and and doing things that, that really may or may not get us what we really want. Yeah, so I think there's two parts to this burrito principle. And the first part is that we tend to jump to solutions and we just go with our first idea. Like, that sounds good, let's just do this. Um, and the second part is all about getting clear on what you really want. Because usually our first solution is a means to an end. And what we really want is the end not the solution that we just jumped to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's the norm. It, it's like an unconscious process that we have a want or a need at all, and our mind just goes to work. Boom, 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 boom. Looks for a solution. Okay, boom. That's what that's what I want. I want to go out to eat, and we're going to have tons of examples during the show today to show how we tend to jump to these solutions uh, without even really being clear on exactly what it is that we want. Sometimes, uh. So it's that stepping back and really looking, getting clear on what we want that opens up so many more better options. Yeah. A lot of this can happen almost on a subconscious level. And, and this principle is about calling it into the conscious mind so we can look at it and make some choices around this area. Yeah. We really become aware of it when we've chosen a solution. And at least in my experience, it's when I start pushing for that solution, which is kind of my MO that I've, I've learned. And it's really been a practice to be able to pull back and, and examine, what is it that I really want here? Why did I want that solution? What is that a means to an end to? What's the end result that I really want here? Yeah. 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 So the key phrase around this whole principle is it doesn't have to look a certain way. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. Because a certain solution has to look a certain way. And when we think we want that solution, we're going to talk about this a little bit later regarding negotiations and relationships. But um, anytime that the specific solution affects other people, it's really, really helpful to be clear on what we're really wanting to accomplish. That way we can explore options that work for everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens when someone doesn't figure out what it is they really want? They don't get to the essence of what they want. Well, I think they get solutions that may or may not really meet their needs. There's a there's a gratification that comes with it. It's like, woohoo, I got what I want. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it come to find out that might not be really exactly what they wanted or the best solution. It might not for have it. actually provided that end result that they wanted, huh? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, but then there's kind of the gloating, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So the other thing I think that can happen is if uh, a person doesn't get to the essence of what they really wanted is uh, that solution might not have worked for other people as well. Oh, yeah. And so there's a huge relational component to this that we'll talk about a lot later. Yeah, it can kind of cause a rift when you've got that positional bargaining going on. 
Yeah. We'll dive more into that. Hey, we are loving applying the burrito principle and would love the opportunity to help you to apply the burrito principle in your life. Some really excellent problem solving here. So if you, the listeners, have a challenge, a problem in your own life, and you're really having a hard time finding a great solution for that, if you're willing, we'd love for you to call in and we will problem solve with you on the air, help you get to the core or the essence of what you're really wanting and explore some options there. And I bet there's some really great solutions that you've never even thought of. So the number to call into the studio is 866-576-1055. Again, you can call in at 866 576 1055 and we would love to help you solve some problems we are going into a break we will be right back Do you feel pulled in too many directions? Are you worried that you'll never get around to what is really important to you? You can change all that. Attend a dynamic two-hour online seminar with John and Rena, hosts of Money 1055's The Impact Hour. You will evaluate what is really important to you and gain the tools to get you moving forward. Register for the Live on Purpose seminar at theimpacthour.com. Enter coupon code 2017 to receive this seminar as a free gift from John and Rena. Live on Purpose, February 1st from 7 to 9 p.m. Register at the Impact what if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. Interrupting life as usual. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back. Today we're talking about the burrito principle. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Yes. So the burrito principle, as we mentioned earlier, is that uh, there is something that we really want, but we don't really have that thing in our conscious mind. It's kind of a subconscious process, and we pick a solution. We just jump to that. That will give us what we think we really want, what we really want. And we think what we want is the solution, not the thing that the solution brings. And, and we find that, that sometimes that brings some problems where we don't actually get the thing we really wanted or it can be a hindrance in relationships and sometimes the solution we jump to isn't even the best solution it's just our first idea yeah I like the way you put that about it's a means to an end and it's really getting clear on that end that you want rather than um, how you're gonna get there right. where, where do you want to go yes yeah yes so today we're going to talk about how this applies to all these different areas of our life. We're going to try to make it as practical as possible. So in the first area is in negotiations. When you're negotiating something, if you're bargaining with somebody, um, you're going to negotiating a, a job offer or anything you're negotiating in. Uh, and it, by the way, negotiating can be about going out to dinner yes. or where are you going to move to or, you know, do you need to buy a new car or there's lots of lots of things that we negotiate for on a regular basis. Lots All of the time. Lots of opportunities. Yes. Yes. 
And so this principle, uh, this burrito principle, actually is talked about, it's not called the burrito principle, but there's a whole book about this, which we recommend. It's called Getting to Yes. And it's uh, from some authors. I think it's two or three authors. I don't have their names right with me right now, but- uh, Easy enough to find, Getting to Yes. Getting to Yes. Uh, and these folks uh, were involved in international negotiations for the government. And so then they wrote this book from all these things that they've learned about negotiating. And they talk about, uh, the way they describe it is holding a position versus holding an outcome. And so when you hold a position, then you're doing positional negotiation. Did you talk about position? I'm already picturing heels digging in. <clears throat> yes. Right? Yeah. yeah it's not exactly. pretty. Yeah, it's, not it's pretty. heels digging in. I, you know, I'm going to die on this hill. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, it's got to be this way or nothing is kind of a positional negotiation. My way or the highway. And... And what they're saying is positional negotiation really is about the first idea that we come up with. If we want to map it to our burrito principle, the position is that first idea. This is how we're going to get what we want. And what we're going to get what we want is we're going to hold this position. Whereas if you're clear on what it is you really want, that the end that you, know, you think you want this thing and it's a means to an end, and you're holding the end rather than the means, then it opens up all kinds of options. When you negotiate with somebody, it doesn't have to be the specific way for it to look. That's the beauty is that when you're exploring options, and instead of just sticking with one option, you explore a bunch of options, it's a lot more likely that one of those is going to work great for both parties involved or for all parties involved. That's yes. the beauty of it. Yes. Is negotiation. Yes. Yep. So, and, and we've talked before about uh, working for what we call as win-win or no deal where you'd get a win for everybody or you don't do a deal. You don't do a deal if, if not everybody's going to win. And the way to do that is to hold an outcome rather than a position. And so if you're, what you're holding is, you know, I need, for, for a win for me, it needs to have at least this component in it, but I'm open to how we get there, then there's options to get that win-win or no deal. And especially if both parties are open to that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And your burrito principle story that you tell is a, is a perfect example of a negotiation mm-hmm. where where we talked about what it was you really wanted, and then we, we had some options where it would work for everybody. Yeah. I certainly didn't approach it as a negotiation, as exploring options. I was just, this is what I want. Yes. That's why I was just so surprised when it, when it went different. <laughs> yes. All right. The next thing is just getting what you want. Woohoo! Whatever you want in life. <laughs> uh, if you get to the essence of what you want, that helps a whole lot. And so that way, what you're trying for is the end rather than just a specific means. So when you, when you hold the end rather than the means, you can explore other options, and other means of getting what you want. And I don't know about you guys out there, but I've learned in my life that my first idea oftentimes is just okay. Well, that takes a little humility because there's, there's a lot of, in my experience, I had a lot of assumptions that I, I really knew what I wanted when I came up with that first solution. So that's really important to acknowledge, you know, that maybe the first solution you come up with isn't the best, probably because you haven't even identified what it is you you really want. Yeah, and even if you have, a lot of times just the first idea that pops in, a lot of times, you know, without sitting down and giving some more thought to different ways to to approach it, 
lot of times that first idea just isn't the best. And it's often not horrible. Occasionally it might be, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I find usually it's not the best idea. And you get a chance to, uh, to try other things out. An example, we were working with a client and the client was saying, you know, I really need to get better with my time management. And, and you see, I'm really not great. I've tried all these different things and I'm just not good with time management. And so I asked him, so why is that important? And he kind of gave me almost a deer in the headlights kind of look for a little <laughs> bit and then said, well, it's important because I want to spend time with my kids. Oh, that's, said, that's significantly different than I want better time management. Yes. And time management was a means to that end for him. Right. And so I said, well, let's not worry about this time management thing, which seems complex and, and difficult to implement. Let's just make sure you have time with your kids. Nice. Yeah. That's very nice. That's a great example of getting clear on what we really want, because then it opens up a lot more options than just you know going down the time management rabbit hole. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he could have spent you know six months, eight months, nine months, you know, really getting this time management thing down, and then still not have time for his kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. Awesome. The burrito principle is also great for any goal that you want to achieve. So if you're, you know, wanting more of something or wanting to have something that you don't already have, it's really um, useful, like I say, because it's opening up options. So we can have goals around specific activities that we want to do. Like for that example about the time management, it could be like, okay, I'm going to do time blocking. You know, when every week I'm going to, you know, block out my time. That's, that's a means to an end. And having in mind what the end is would be a lot more helpful. So know why you want to achieve that. Now, we, we do all kinds of goal setting. Uh, we belong to a mastermind group, so we do it for our own selves. We help our clients with it. And we have found that it is helpful to have goals around specific behaviors that we want to implement. And at the same time, we need to hold why we want to have those behaviors, why we're wanting to do that. And the real important reason is we need to know when it's working and when we need to change it. Is this really helping me to get what I want or no? Okay, no, great, let me try something else. Okay, let me try something else. A great example is the gym. So many people, I mean, you know, beginning of the year, I wonder how many people have already fallen off of that New Year's resolution. Is it February already? No. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so Hopefully not. A person can easily have a goal around going to the gym. And I would ask, well, why is it that you want to go to the gym? What do you want out of that? And, for example, if it's regarding some weight release, you know, a person could go to the gym. They could also change their diet. Uh, they could try some other mechanisms. If they're really wanting to build strength, and the gym seems like a great solution for that, but maybe the timing isn't working out. Maybe they could implement some strength-building activities at home. So when you're clear that on the outcome you want, you know, more strength, or is it weight loss, or what is it? Why on earth do you want to go to the gym? Yeah, I think that's a great question, because I find a lot of people say, oh, well, my New Year's resolution, I'm just going to go to the gym you know, three times a week. Why would you do that? And then, oh. <laughs> and, and you talk to them, and, and they don't really know why they're going, other than it seems like it's a good idea that they should go. Oh, but they But they don't have any specific goal around it. They don't have, oh, I need to want, I'm going to lose 10 pounds or 20 pounds, or I want to have better health. Have better health. Or a lot of times people don't even know why are they going to the gym. And asking the question 
is helpful to at least identify what it is that you're trying to accomplish by going. Yeah, and I love that it opens up options, especially when the mechanism that you've chosen isn't working. Yeah. Then you can try something else. Cool. Yeah. So the next example is when you're trying to live out your calling and live your purpose, whatever kind of language you want to use uh, for that. If no. you want to, you know, have a have a stand for something and make an impact in the world, what do you pick for that? Well, and the neat thing is, is this is really why I crafted the burrito principle. I mean, I had my my burrito experience, but I, I brought a name to it and, and teach it and describe it to really help people in finding a way to really make their positive impact in a way that works well. Yes. For them and for everybody involved. Yes. And so this is a key part to, to living out your calling. And... The, the important part is to pick the end you're trying to create rather than just pick a means. And if, if your mission in life is too specific, so let's say you decide that your, your mission in life is to work for Habitat for Humanity, well, what if Habitat for Humanity goes away? Or what if due to circumstances, you know, it just doesn't work out, you can't work there? Then is your whole life purpose done? Just you know, hang it up. Yeah. Just because you couldn't do that specific thing. And if, if it is too specific like that, what can happen is uh, an event can happen in life. And all of a sudden you're having not only a, you know, a situation you have to work through, but you're having an existential crisis about your meaning in life and what are you here for. I mean, that can be a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah, it can. And, and having that based on external circumstances is, is a, not a powerful place to come from. Yeah. And so... <clears throat> with your purpose, just like with the goals, you want to pick something that's the end result that you want to create. What do you, why would you want to work for Habitat for Humanity? Mm -hmm. what, is, what is driving that? And maybe your mission in life is more about that than it is about the specifics about Habitat for Humanity. And I love how we help people get really clear on the difference that they want to make in people's lives. So a person's life that you want to intervene and be a benefit to, their life used to be one way, and then after you intervene, their life is another way. So they're really crystal clear on what they want to make different. And that's very burrito principle-like. Yes. Yeah, and a lot of this stuff is, like we said before, at a subconscious level. It's just not intuitively obvious uh, unless you do some exploration to figure out what really is on your heart. Well, and when it comes to, you know, living your purpose and your calling, it is not the norm to get clear on what you want to change. The norm is to engage in an activity, right? Right, And an activity may or may not produce that result. And if you've never gotten clear on the result, you won't even know if you're producing the results. Yeah. So, and that's, that's what's normal in our society is doing good stuff. And we love when people do good stuff. And we like it even better when they're really clear on what they want to make difference so they can, boom, make it happen. If it's not happening, pivot, try something else. Yes. Yay. I love this stuff. Awesome. We're going to head into a break here real soon. And I wanted to invite you, if you would like to call in, share a challenge, a problem that you're experiencing, and we would love to support you in getting really clear on what it is that you want and help you kind of open up some options for that. You can call us here at the station at 866-576-1055. You're listening to the Impact Hour, and we'll be right back. Woo! 
Want to know the secret that all those flipping houses gurus won't tell you? That flipping multi-unit properties is easier and more profitable than flipping single-family homes. With over 17 years of experience, we here at RE Mentor will show you the art of buying and selling multi-unit properties. Come spend the afternoon or evening with our team of experts, and we will show you how to put ten dollars to $30,000 in your pocket over the next 90 days. This two-hour class will teach you the art of the multi-unit flip or long-term hold. You'll learn how to buy, hold, and sell multi-unit properties with no money down, no credit, and no risk. You risk nothing but have everything to gain. This intensive two-hour real estate class is coming to the Sacramento area soon. Call 1-800-863-7851 to secure your seat now. This seminar is free for the first 30 people that call. Change your life now and learn the art of the multi-unit flip or long-term hold. Call 1-800-863-7851. Call 1-800-863-7851. Call now. At Holcomb Law Group, you can expect the highest standards provided by large law firms while receiving responsive and efficient solutions at reasonable rates. Specializing in intellectual property licensing, trademarks, commercial leasing, and acquisitions, Jessica Holcomb and her team will help you navigate every step of the transaction. For exceptional value and transparency, call Jessica Holcomb at 530-320-2181, 530-320-2181. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. President Trump's nominee to the United States Supreme Court will be facing a fight in the U.S. Senate. The Republicans currently have 52 votes in the Senate, and it takes 60 votes to overcome a filibuster. The New York Times reports that Senator Chuck Schumer of New York, the minority leader, has said Democrats are prepared to try to keep Justice Antonin Scalia's seat open indefinitely. Listen very carefully to his next words, quote, if the president proposes a nominee who is out of the legal mainstream, end quote. The word mainstream in this context clearly means following the precedent of the progressivist liberal interpretation of the Constitution that has marked the larger trajectory of the United States Supreme Court since the court was headed by Earl Warren, particularly in the 1960s. We're looking at the threshold of an epic battle that is likely to reshape the Supreme Court and to determine the trajectory of many issues, court decisions, and cultural trends for many years, even generations into the future. I'm Albert Moeller. Are you ready for your rush of success? I'm Jim T. Chong, the walk star. And I'm Cami Ferry, the theater queen, the hosts of Rush Hour for Success on Money 105.5 on Thursdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. It's about getting entertained and getting solutions for your success in life and business. Visit us on Facebook at Money 105.5 FM Rush Hour for Success or download the Money 105.5 app on your phone for the live stream. That's Thursdays and Fridays, 2 p.m. Pacific time. Get entertained. Get educated and get your rush on Rush, rush Hour, Hour for, for Success. Do you feel pulled in too many directions? Are you worried that you'll never get around to what is really important to you? You can change all that. Attend a dynamic two-hour online seminar with John and Rena, hosts of Money 1055's The Impact Hour. You will evaluate what is really important to you and gain the tools to get you moving forward. Register for the Live on Purpose seminar at theimpacthour.com. Enter coupon code 2017 to receive this seminar as a free gift from John and Rena. Live on Purpose, February 1st from 7 to 9 p.m. Register at the impacthour.com. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. 
Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. You're listening to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we are talking about the Burrito Principle. It is a great tool for problem solving. So it helps you to get really clear on what it is that you want because we tend to jump to solutions. And sometimes we don't jump to the very bestest solution that's available. So we have found that getting really clear on finding what's essential about what you want will be very helpful in getting a solution that's a great fit for you and a great fit for other people. So the Brito Principle is a great tool in relationships. There are so many things that we need to work out when we're in relationship with other people. And rather than, what did you say, foisting a problem or a solution on somebody? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What I have found to be really helpful instead um, through a process of, uh, you know, learning from my mistakes, is to, when I jump to a solution, when it comes into my consciousness that I want something or I need something, it's usually in the form of a specific solution. And what it helps me to do is back up and start asking myself what it is that I really want. Then when I know what I want, then I can approach the other person, which is likely my husband, and say, you know what, I have, I have something that I'm wanting here. And instead of it being a specific solution, it involves my partner in the problem-solving process, which is great for more of a sense of unity and coming up with something that works for both people. So getting clear on what it is that you want and then sharing that and asking for suggestions and what would work. I'm thinking, you know, I'd like this, but I'm wondering, you know, what are some other options um, that might work for you? That's really helpful. The reason that I love it so much, too, is that it really values the relationship. It says to the person, I care enough about you and what works for you to include you in this problem-solving process. And I just got the I just got the indication that we've got a caller on the line, so I wanted to welcome Samantha to the show. Samantha, welcome to the Impact Hour. Hi, Rena. Hi. How are you today? I'm okay. Oh, thank you for calling in. Do you have a problem or a challenge that you're you're facing that maybe we could support you with? Totally. Okay. Lay it on me. <laughs> Well, I was sitting here making notes as I was listening to you guys talk, um, and I think the the title of my issue would be Sanity in Our House. Okay. Sanity in Your House. So what's the problem? That sounds like that sounds problematic, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, san- I would like Sanity in Our House, and um, what I'm struggling with is having a conversation with my housemate. Um, we're we're both a very open, awake, and aware. We don't have problems having the conversations, but I want to have, um, you know, I want to have a conversation that is um, positive mm-hmm. and um, open and exploring our options. I mean, 
we've been living together since October, and we're working on putting, um, I'm, I'm losing my words, putting things into place that will help us with structure and schedules and things like that. So it's not like we don't have anything in place, mm-hmm. but there, there are certain things um <laughs> oh, this sounds horrible when I say it loud out. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> it sounds horrible. There's certain things that she does that drives me crazy that I need to talk to her about, you know, like you know, like when you first get married and the husband or spouse doesn't put the lid on the Tuesdays or they squeeze from the bottom and not the middle. It's a little <laughs> stuff like that. It's it's a lot to adjust to living with somebody. Is there like a specific thing that you can identify that we can kinda kinda chew on? Totally. <laughs> she in the morning when or like any time really, but more 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 so in the morning when she's rushing to get out the door and of course we have a 20 month old so she's you know we're both trying to help with that thing but she she does she doesn't remember to put things back in the refrigerator okay and this is a, a constant thing like the creamer or the milk or things that need to go back in the refrigerator that will go bad oh, okay and and if i didn't work from home and i wasn't here and i didn't put them back in the refrigerator they would go bad okay so I take it you're not wanting that responsibility for yourself. You're wanting her to take responsibility for putting the stuff in the fridge that's going to go bad otherwise. Is that yes, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm feeling like the mom that comes along and picks up after somebody, and I'm getting real resentful and irritated by it. And I don't, and I can feel it welling up in myself. And if I don't have a conversation soon, it's going to come out in not so nice a way. Well, I appreciate you bringing that up because I'm confident you're not alone in that. You know, we all deal with stuff that, you know, and we don't talk about it. We don't address it. We don't problem solve with the person and that resentment builds. Right. And and I can guarantee you that when when there's resentment, it will come out. It'll come out in some way or another, even when we don't want it to. So great that you're wanting to address it. So you want to problem solve about having her put the perishable items back in the fridge before she leaves in the morning? Or any time. I just, there, there's, there's this, I'm constantly, it seems to be, I'm sure it's other things in the house, but right now the kitchen is really driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, it's, now that I think of it, it's, it's beyond the refrigerator. It's food in general. Anything that she makes or does, mm-hmm. it's, it's left on the counter. Right, right. So this is great because it's it's starting to get at the essence of what you really want. What I'm starting to hear is you want her to take responsibility for the mess, any mess she creates in the kitchen. Personal responsibility for picking up after herself, yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I'm an angel at it because I'm not. Right. And that's, I think that's why I'm afraid to bring it up. Mm-hmm. So you think you, I know it feels like you got to be perfect before you bring it up to her. <laughs> exactly. Right. Because I don't want to feel like, I don't want to come off sounding judgy, judgmental, or, but I also don't want to feel like I'm somebody's mama. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, so yeah, go ahead, John. I have a couple of questions to clarify here. So before you guys were living together, what would happen in her house did she leave things out? 
and they just went bad? I'm guessing. <laughs> okay, so you're thinking this probably is not a new behavior. I'm thinking not, no. Okay. Uh, that would be a great question, actually, Don. I think I would like to ask her that. Mm -hmm. Since you're feeling responsible. Like, yeah, I would like to actually put that in somehow, like in my discussion with her, like, hey, before we live together and you're like running off to work, how many coffee mates did you have to buy in a week? <laughs> or something like that. Like, like uh, how much milk did you have to buy? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out some way to, like, roll with it. Yeah, well, I think what I'm hearing is that you're having a want or a need, right? So you instead of coming up with specific solutions, you can come to her with this, this want or need that you have. And you're needing her to take... I don't know if you want to call it more responsibility. You can acknowledge, you know, I know I'm not perfect in, you know, putting stuff away all the time. Um, what really concerns me is the stuff that's being allowed to perish. And then there's other, you know, wanting you to take responsibility for uh, your mess in the kitchen. So it's uh, invi inviting her into the problem-solving aspect of it. Yeah, and it could be something more deep than just being responsible or responsible for her items. And so the other questions might be, you know, why is it important that she clean up after herself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, why is that important to yeah, you? Yeah, why is that important to you? Mm-hmm. You think maybe you could share that with her? Why is it important to me that she cleans up after herself? Do I really yeah. have to ask that question? Yeah, but, well, you ask it of yourself. of yourself. Why is it important to you that she do it? Because someone else could be there, and it wouldn't bother them at all. Stuff would get left out, and oh well, you know. But for you, it's important. Why is that important? And what I heard you saying was you didn't want to have to feel like the mom. You didn't want to have to be responsible for it for yourself. Yeah. So taking that to her um, and saying, gosh, you know, I've really been feeling this way and I don't want to feel this way. Can you help me? I think uh, inviting her into the process will come a lot, a lot more, um, be well more well received than, you know, I'm just really mad that you haven't been putting stuff away and I need you to be more responsible. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's more to talk about here, and we do need to go into a break, so why don't you stay on the line, and we will be right back. feel pulled in too many directions? Are you worried that you'll never get around to what is really important to you? You can change all that. Attend a dynamic two-hour online seminar with John and Rena, hosts of Money 1055's The Impact Hour. You will evaluate what is really important to you and gain the tools to get you moving forward. Register for the Live on Purpose seminar at theimpacthour.com. Enter coupon code 2017 to receive this seminar as a free gift from John and Rena. Live on Purpose, February 1st from 7 to 9 p.m. Register at theimpacthour.com. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. 
Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. We have Sam on the line, and she's been sharing with us uh, about just the normal relational stuff you have when you have housemates. Ooh, we've been there before. We've been there before. <laughs> so we've been talking a little bit uh, about your, your housemate leaving things out, and we're asking you why is that important to you. I thought maybe you could help share that yeah um yeah i was thinking over the break and and it's i mean rena i said it it's like i'm feeling like the mama and i'm responsible for the perishable items because we we contribute to the groceries together um and i kind of get annoyed um like so if I wasn't here and this was left out all day, we'd have to go buy another one. Mm-hmm. That's freaking, we live on Maui. Everything's almost double or triple the amount of what it costs for most people. Right. Well, thanks for calling all the way from Maui. I, yeah. uh, I love that um, you've got some clarity around what it is that you really want. You want to not have to feel like a mom. And one of the reasons that I, I love the idea of you sharing that with her is, is you're in your heart and um, really coming from a place of concern for the relationship. And, um, you know, like I'm feeling like this and, and I don't want to feel this way and I need your help. So enrolling her in the process. And then you've got some clarity around what you want to achieve. You want to um, feel like partners um, in the household. And so you can keep working on some different options and she can help you come up with those options until it's working, that you're feeling like partners and not the mama. Yeah, and, and hold open the possibility that a solution you might be thinking about right now might not be what you come up with. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the hard part. I just get scared. Mm-hmm, okay, what's scary? Are you scared for the relationship? Well, yeah, and and she's a mama. I mean, you know, we have she has a twenty month old. We're co parenting, co raising. I'm her support, her women, nanny support, whatever you want to call me. Mm-hmm. And I I I think if I come from this place, I don't want to be the mama mm-hmm. that she'll. That, that we can meet there and she'll understand, but I'm, yeah. Yeah. It's like she does so much. I mean, she works 10 to 12 hour days. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel guilty asking her to do any more. Right. So that guilt's coming up and it's kind of scary to, to address it with her. And I'm guessing that you're just going to really need to be okay with having some boundaries because uh, another option is to have no boundaries and you get to um, do it all. And it'll, in my estimation, she'll probably pull back from being responsible and let you do more and more, and that'll be a, a snowball of resentment. 
for you. Well, yeah, that won't work because I work <laughs> from home, and that and that's I mean that's the piece. Like I, why I need sanity in our in our house, and I need some kind of some kind of structure and cleanliness because I do work from home and for me to walk through the house and see it in total chaos every day when I'm working from home, it's totally distracting and hard for me just to stay in my office at work because I, you know, working from home, you have to go to the kitchen and make lunch. And I mean, you just, Oh, laundry needs to be done. Dishes need. I can't do that. I can't. And I have to have support. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she good. Gets, you know, I... she, she works outside the home and gets to go away all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're really dealing with it all the time. I, I encourage you to, um, have the, the difficult conversation anyway, and stand up for what you need. I love the sharing where you're coming from so um, and what you need and inviting her to be a participant into that because what you're doing is you're helping her sign up for what you really want to. And then she okay. can find a way uh, that, that works and you guys can find a way that works for both of you. Yeah. Okay, because I do know we're both, we're both on the same page about wanting a um, organized, lived-in house we you know we don't want an OCD house we have a 20 month old that's not happening right right. (laughs) well good and you can remind her of her vision for that and that you guys are on the same page and say you know and we just have a little more work to do uh, to make this happen okay so awesome thank you Samantha for calling in and uh, wish you the best in working that out with your housemate all right thanks Thanks. all righty bye-bye cool that's fun. I love having callers. That's what they fun. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can call in and get free coaching. So, hey, might as well. Cool. Well, that was a great example of dealing with uh, utilizing the burrito principle in relationships. And it, what we find is that it's a way to value the relationship over a specific solution so that people know that you value them and care about them. And I go into this trusting that there's a good solution that'll work for everybody. It's just a general assumption that I have. So I encourage you to take that on for yourself. And even if it's not apparent to you right away, that's okay because it's about including the other person in once you're clear on what you want to have different. And... um, I'm struggling. I want to share more, and and I want to let you people let people know. I want to let you let people know about our um, seminar, our okay. webinar tonight. Yep. Yay. So, if you want to get more control of your life, live intentionally, and get more of what you really want, we'd like to invite you to our event, Live on Purpose. It's actually this evening. Registration closes at five, um, and so we'll give you information about how to register in a bit here. But uh, if you're tired of life being in the same place year after year, if you've been settling in life and are worried that you'll never get around to what's really important to you, you can come learn how to fill your life with more connection, more meaning, and more significance. So we'll have a chance for you to explore your values, uh, improve yourself, and gain tools to change your life. Again, that's tonight. February 1st, 7 to 9 p.m. And registration does close at 5 because we need to have time to get you the the information to log in. We use Zoom, so we've got video. It'll be like you're like hanging out, you know, with us in my office. It'll be great. Yes. So you go to the impacthour.com under events, click on Live on Purpose, 
And just for you, our listeners, you can come as our guest. Use the code 2017, and we'll waive the fee for the event for you. Come for free and get some really great tools to get you moving forward on the things that you really care about in life. Yes. We've got some really great tools for uh, helping people get unstuck. I'm pretty excited for tonight. Yep. And if you don't have an intention for your life, someone else will. Boom. Yes. There you go. Hey, I have an example that I want to give about the um, relationships and finding a solution that works, you know, for for everybody involved. A lot of times um, I'll find that, you know, we get double booked. You know, we want to be at one thing and it's really important, but we have something else that's really important that we want to do. So a great example for that is a person who's having a birthday party and you want to honor your friend and be there for your friend. But there's this other opportunity that you also value highly. And how can you have both of them? Because you can't be in the same place at the same time. One option is instead of attending that birthday party, look at the reasons why you would go to the birthday party. You want to honor your friend, uh, recognize their birthday, and celebrate with them, right? (coughs) Well, you don't actually have to do that on the birthday, and it doesn't need to be at that event. You could as one solution, um, go and celebrate together separately. You could take them out for dinner and it actually ends up being more personal. So that might be part of the solution that you're actually wanting is to have that personal time together to really honor them and express your gratitude and appreciation for your relationship there. So great to include the burrito principle in problem solving any time that you're required to be in more than one place at a time. Yeah. It turns out attending a birthday party is not the only way to honor somebody on their birthday. <laughs> Check that out. I How love having that? options. I love having options. Cool. Well, here we just wanted to go over some other really great examples that we have for solving problems and utilizing the burrito principle. One example is um, we knew somebody who was selling a warehouse, and the warehouse had been used for a lot of years and had a lot of stuff in it, and uh, they didn't need the stuff anymore, and the solution that came to mind was to sell off everything in the warehouse first and then sell the warehouse, and through some problem solving, found that it was actually an option to sell the warehouse as is. Uh, so the individual didn't have to go through the trouble of selling off everything, which is going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort. And uh, this really got it done quickly. Yep. So. Just like you said at the beginning, it doesn't have to look a certain way. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, um, that things don't have to look a certain way. We find that's helpful in business. I remember when we first started a business, everyone told us you needed like a trifold brochure and a website and business cards and X, Y, and Z. And come to find out you can conduct business, you know, differently than that. So want to encourage you, the listeners, as you're going throughout your day and facing different challenges and different problems, what do I really want here? And what do I ultimately want to accomplish? I want you to be flexible in ways to do that, especially when it's including other people. And we're tremendously glad that you've joined us today. You've been listening to the Impact Hour. We'll talk to you next week.